Welcome to Cornerstone Church of Parker and our Sunday service webcast, which is connecting you to God's Word anywhere over the internet. We're glad you're joining our webcast today and pray that God will minister to you as we share His good news in Christ Jesus. And now, with a message from God's Word, here's our speaker for today. Amen, amen. Wow. I love being in the presence of the Lord. Greg, Sarah, I'm not sure who the other girl was on the left. Sorry, I haven't had a chance to meet you. Thank you for leading this congregation into praise and worship. There, you know, we're going to be looking at uh, the story of Jehoshaphat in, the, in a little bit here. And one of the things that he was led to do was he specifically asked his leaders to go before and praise and worship. And there's just something about praise and worship, don't you agree? That when we just come into God's house, oh, it's just such a relief to be able to look to our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords and to be refreshed and to be rejuvenated. Amen? Amen. Well, thank you uh, again for your introduction. And uh, I just, again, just want to introduce myself as Valerie. And I am a very good friend to your past lead pastors, Mike and Jamie Jones, who are currently on vacation, as uh, you heard previously in the announcements. But I assure you, they will be back on July 29th. And for those of you who are new here this morning, uh, please know that Uh, you have an incredible pastor and a pastor wife. So please come back. Do not judge today's message about whether you're going to come back or not. So I encourage you to come back. It is truly an honor and a privilege to share God's word with you this morning. I am so thrilled to be here. And do you know why? I am thrilled because I believe that God has a very special message to speak to each and every one of you. His word today is going to be spoken not by accident, not by coincidence, and not by happenstance. But whether I believe, I believe that God has drawn each and every one of you here today by a divine appointment. You know... The reason why I can stand up here so confidently to say that is because I've been in consistent prayer for the service, and I have even fasted for the service. I am here to say that if you're here this morning in this service, you are in the right place, the right time, and you are here not by mistake because I know that God has a special message to speak to each and every one of you. So if you would join me right now for just a a brief prayer, if we can bow our hearts and head. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for each and every person who is here in this service this morning to hear your word. I ask God that through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you will greatly anoint this message that you have specifically put on my heart to share specifically for Cornerstone Church of Parker. God, I pray that we would have spiritual ears to hear what you're saying, that we will have spiritual eyes to discern you, and that our hearts will be open and hungry to receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. On Friday, April 20th of this year, around 11.30 a.m., I received a message from Pastor Mike asking me if I would be interested in preaching a sermon topic that he had uh, planned out to be spoken in the month of July and that it would be right up my alley. And he asked me if I would be interested to text him back and that we would talk further about it. So, of course, I was really intrigued to find out what this message that he thought would be right up my alley to share with you. So I I right away text Mike back, and I said, yes. Mike right right then called me to share that Cornerstone Church of Parker was starting a sermon series called Overcome, Securing and Sustaining an Abundant Life and then asked if I would be interested in preaching on the topic of prayer and fasting, according to the story of Jehoshaphat found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This morning, we will continue the current series of Overcome, Securing and Sustaining an Abundant Life. Last Sunday, Greg spoke a great sermon on 1 Samuel 15 about the story of King Saul's fearing people over-fearing God. God, Greg concluded his sermon stating that we overcome when we fear God over people by number one, do you remember? Feeding our fear of God. By number two, finding our value in God. And by number three, following and obeying God's commands. This morning, I am excited to continue the Overcome series focusing on the scripture, scripture passage of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 30, which biblically illustrates the miraculous story of King Jehoshaphat and how he overcame because he relied on God's strength through seeking God with prayer and fasting. Therefore, this morning, my message is entitled, The Man Who Won the War Without Fighting. How can we overcome through prayer and fasting? Shortly, we will begin reading 2 Chronicles 20. If you do not have a Bible, uh, please feel free to grab one here on the, the table on the left. And if you do not own a Bible, please feel free to keep the Bible as a gift from this church of of Cornerstone Parker of God as a gift to you. In the meantime, before we jump in to the story, this awesome story that we find in 2 Chronicles, let me give you, uh, provide you with a brief overview um, of what I will be talking about and sharing with you this morning. First, we will be going through the prayer and fasting mandate. Then, I want to take us through the prayer and fasting mission, and then the prayer and fasting battle plan, which then we will carry into the prayer and fasting battle strategy, and then we will conclude with the prayer and fasting battle cry. But first, hold on to your thought with this overview. I would like to come back later to the scripture, and right now, let's go back to the story about Pastor Mike texting me. So, Pastor Mike called me, asked me if I would be willing to share uh, this morning, here on July 15th, about praying and fasting. See, one of the great things that you have 
as a pastor is you have a pastor that prays. You have a pastor that not only prays, but hears the voice of God. Because you see, what Pastor Mike did not know when he called me on that April 20th was that I just completed a 21-day fasting and prayer challenge. And out of that challenge, I believe that God has a message that he was preparing me back in the month of February when I did that 21-day prayer and fasting for today. And for somebody, and I I would honestly believe for everybody if your heart is open to what God has to say to you. Now, I called my uh, 21-day prayer uh, and fasting a challenge. And the reason why I called it a challenge is because fasting is hard. I mean, it's always great and fun when we talk about it. But when we actually start doing it, it is hard. And trust me, when you get into your 40s, it even gets harder because it is a challenge. But the purpose of sharing with you about my 21-day prayer and fasting challenge is to share with you the power that will explode in your life as you fast and pray. When you fast and pray, you begin to experience miracles and breakthroughs. They're they're so powerful that that just as we're going to see in the scripture passage with King Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah, he was in a situation that he needed a divine intervention from God. He needed God to come through and do a breakthrough. And sometimes that's what we need. We need God to do a miracle and a breakthrough. But sometimes prayer doesn't do it. We need to add fasting into it. And I can tell you with all of my heart that some of the greatest moments that I've experienced with God, some of the greatest outcomes, some of the greatest miracles, and some of the greatest breakthroughs I've ever experienced came after a season of praying and fasting. Now let me ask you a very serious and important question here this morning. What do you need from God? What is it? What is it that you've been praying for, but God has not answered? What is it that you've been seeking him for, but nothing has happened? What is it that you might be sitting here this morning so weak in your faith? Not because you don't have a faith in God, but because you have been earnestly praying and asking God for something. See, when I was praying and fasting this past week for this sermon and for each and every person that God would bring here, because that's what I was praying for. I was praying that God would bring those who were ready to hear what he had to say. And I believe because you are here this morning, God wants to say something to you. And when I am in a season of praying and fasting, I have a prayer journal. And in that journal, I take time to write what I believe the Lord and the Holy Spirit is speaking to my heart. And this past week, he was speaking something so straight to my heart with each and every one of you here. God wants you to know that he's been hearing your prayers. God wants you to know that you are in a spiritual battle that needs more than just prayer. 
that you are in a spiritual battle that needs, that you need to hear this word, that sometimes when you can't get the answer, it's because maybe you got to give it all more to God. And that sometimes means fasting. Now, if you're new here this morning, please, I know, the last thing that you want to hear is the word fast. And you probably want to walk out and leave. But I trust you. I mean, I trust God that he brought you here to hear this. So my prayer this morning is that in the upcoming days, when you pray and fast, that you will begin to experience the greatest answers of prayer, the greatest breakthroughs, the greatest deliverance, and the greatest victories of your prayer time. So I would say that this morning's message might be more important than what you suspect. Most of you are probably not excited when I have just quoted right now, when you fast, when you pray, even so, with those words, I want to say they can be life-changing. Praying and fasting together can bring a spiritual breakthrough, and they can bring miracles. This brings us to our spiritual mandate. Jesus says specifically that every person has to fast. We have a mandate then as God's people to pray and fast. We see in scripture that Jesus expects every person to fast. It is important to note that fasting is not church religion. Neither is it a Catholic tradition or a Protestant practice. However, every Christian, you and I, we are required to participate in these two mandates of discipline. And these two spiritual mandates of discipline are expected from every church member, every pastor, every leader, every member of the church, everyone who calls himself a Christian. And that mandate is the discipline of praying. See, in Matthew 6, 5, Jesus declares, but when you pray. Notice that Jesus did not say, if you pray. But he said, when you pray. Did you know that in the Old Testament, believers were required to pray twice a day? Morning prayers we find and read in the Bible were at 9 a.m. And evening prayers were at 3 p.m. Most of the recorded miracles in the Bible took place at those specific times. For an example, at 3 p.m., Elijah called fire down from heaven. At 3 p.m., Gabriel visited Daniel. At 3 p.m., Cornelius was told by the angel of God to call on Peter. And the lame man was healed in the temple at 3 p.m. And then further, at 9 a.m., on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell. So these miracles that I have just read that have been recorded in the Bible at these specific times, they took place because people had specific times when they prayed. And so when you and I have a specific time to pray, I, try, I know that I know that I know that that is probably one of the times when God will come through. 
when he will bring a miracle or something, he will speak something or something will happen miraculously because you had that scheduled time of prayer. So God gives us the mandate to pray. He also gives us the second mandate. mandate. And the second mandate is the discipline of fasting. Again, we read in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 17, Jesus declares, when you fast, again, Jesus did not say if you fast, but when you fast, when you fast. In summary, the prayer and fasting mandate says this, Jesus did not say if you pray, but when you pray. Jesus did not say if you fast, but when you fast. Therefore, fasting is not optional, just as praying is not optional. However, there's good news. In the Bible, it also records that God reserves special blessings for those who take time to fast and pray. Now, if you can't say amen to that, then I need to do something more with my preaching here because that is awesome. I have just told you and shared with you that Jesus calls us to two mandates, two mandates that he desires to allow himself to break through in our lives when we pray and when we fast, that when we, when we use these two mandates that he promises that he will reward us and that he will bless us. So we do have that mandate as, as mandate, this mandate as Christians to pray and fast. Now I think that fasting is probably the, less, the least practiced discipline in the Bible. Why is that? Why is the most powerful discipline the least practiced? I, I, wonder, I wonder about that too. But I want to provide with you this morning, the greatest promises out of Isaiah 58 that are seen, that are, are to, that are spoken to us in Isaiah, the promises of when we pray and fast. But first, before we jump into to, um, Isaiah 58, I want to give a fa- a, just a quick definition of fasting. The root word for fasting in the Greek is, is uh, nesteria which means not to eat. And the, more, and the mere fact that I am up here talking about not eating is a miracle within itself. I mean, I am serious. I like to eat. I like food. And more importantly, I love to eat with others. I love to share a good, delicious meal with people. So fasting really means to withhold from food. It means to also not only abstain or withhold from food, but fasting technically means to have a predetermined purpose and to have a predetermined time, which you will pray and fast. But the key here is not a holy diet, okay? It's not a hunger strike. When you fast, you will lose weight because obviously when we don't eat, we lose weight. But that's not what fasting, that's not what fasting is. That's what happens when we fast, but that's not the purpose of fasting. Fasting is a very different thing. It's more than just abstaining from food. It's denying our wants, and it's denying our desires. 
It's a way that we're saying to God, we want you more. We crave you more. We hunger for you more. And when we get into a desperate need, when we want to see God move in our lives, are we going to get to that time and place where we know that we need more than just fat, than more than prayer, but that we need to fast and abstain ourselves from food for a while and ask God to come and fill our lives with his power? Because Jesus says that we live not on bread alone, but we live on him. He provides us our bread. He provides us even our water, which I I earnestly believe is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also involved in this, which we will talk about later. Now, fasting is something that that has been practiced for thousands of years. There's many types of fast. I've heard people do a digital fast, a media fast. And those types of fasts are great. They're wonderful. But the type of fast that biblically that we are talking about when Jesus says when you fast is the fasting about food it's when you abstain from food that is what I mean by fasting now let's jump into Isaiah 58 and talk about what are the things that happen when we fast this is incredible Isaiah chapter 58 starting from verse 8 and going on to verse 14, describes the promises. This is what God is telling us. When we take the time to fast, this is his promise to us. We read in Isaiah 58, in verse 8, 9, and 10, in verse 8, when we fast, breakthroughs will happen. When we fast, healing will happen. When we fast, Favor will happen. When we fast, protection will happen. Moving on to verse 9, when we fast, it says that God will answer our prayers greatly. Great answers will come to our prayers. And when we fast, it says in verse 10, we are promoted and demons and darkness are, are defeated. And in verse 11, it says that we will receive direction and wisdom and guidance The Holy Spirit will visit us when we fast. We will receive divine health. And we will be fruitful and blessed when we fast. Verse 12 says, when we fast, we break generational curses. When we fast, we establish family blessings, a miracle power, healing, and supernatural power. Fasting pleases God, according to Isaiah 58 verse 14, also fasting allows us to gain a position of influence and fasting also brings us financial breakthroughs and financial provision. That is what the word of God says when we take the time to pray and fast. So these are the things that you and I can expect when we take the time to just let go of our selfish wants and began to enter into a time of praying and fasting. God has given us a mandate to pray and fast and to put those mandates into practice. And when we do that, we will overcome. Now, this leads us to the praying and fasting mission. See, we overcome when we seek God with praying and fasting, followed in faith 
through the power of the Holy Spirit. We see in Scripture that fasting is always accompanied with prayer. They never go without the other. In Scripture, we see fast, when we see fasting, we see prayer. And similarly, faith should always follow our prayers. And the power of the Holy Spirit is always actively working in our prayer and fasting. When we are in a spiritual battle, I want to assure you that God has already given us the spiritual weapons to overcome in our spiritual battle. And those spiritual weapons are fasting, prayer, faith, and the Holy Spirit. They all go together. When we fast and when we pray, we, can't, we have to have faith of knowing that our fasting and our praying is being heard from God. And we have to have the faith of knowing that God is going to come through. And not only that, because we are in a spirit-filled church, the Assemblies of God church, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we have the power of the Holy Spirit interacting with our praying and with our fasting and our faith, you better watch it because miracles will happen. Miracles. Jesus desires, he said it, for us to do greater works than he did through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am here this morning as a living testimony of the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you know I was born with a speech impediment? So if I pronounce words, mispronounce them, please forgive me, because I'm still in the acting healing of God so that I can still speak the word of God. But seriously, God has done a miracle in my life. When I was eight years old, I attended the Assemblies of God church camp. And you know what the theme that night was on? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I, as a hungry eight-year-old, ran up to that altar. And as we are being prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I believe through my faith, because God says that when we have faith to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, he will fill us. We will be baptized. And at the age of eight, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And as a little girl, when I was baptized, I really felt a witness of the Holy Spirit in my heart saying that this was his way to use me to preach the gospel to the nations. God was healing me. God was touching me to be able to preach the gospel. That was a miracle that took place through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am here today as a living testimony to tell you from the age of eight all the way up to now, the age of 46, I have not wavered from the path of God. And there's not a day that I do not pray in the power of the Holy Spirit because I believe the Holy Spirit is what helps us to overcome. It helps us to experience these breakthroughs. Now, you might be coming from a different denomination, and I understand that. And what I'm talking about, and you might believe already what I'm saying, 
But what I'm talking about is when we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, we, are, we already have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit takes residence in us. But what I'm talking about with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's something that happens beyond. It's like our power. It's like our feeling. It's, it's what God desires. And when I have prayed and fasted, and when I do pray and fast, I got to tell you, half of the time when I'm praying, I'm praying in God's spirit. And what's so phenomenal about praying in God's spirit is that the Bible says that we do not know the ordinances, what we're saying to God. But we can be assured that when we are praying in the Holy Spirit, that we are in sync to God's will. That we are praying the mysteries of God according to his will. So I'm here to tell you, if you desire more power and passion and persistence and faith in your prayer, I challenge you and I beg you to ask God in faith to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, because you will receive it. And when we receive it, God will do miracles and he will transform you. And you will live what, we, what the series is all about. You will live an abundant life. What does Jesus mean when he says we can live an abundant life? Is it to like always be down? Is it to always like feel that the world is so heavy? No, it means that we can be full of God, full of his presence, full of his faith. It means that we will begin to build our own faith and have stories after story after story of seeing God coming through in people's lives, of being able to see God move in desperate times. The story of Jehoshaphat is about that. In 2 Chronicles 20, this passage is so glorious because this is an account of Joseph's dependence on God. When we read this account, it's, it, it is Joseph's, Josephat coming to God it is him saying that our reliance on God and trusting in him when we face trials, when we face times that we feel overwhelmed, that we can cry out to God and he will hear us. It's when we seek God first in prayer. It's also when we fast. And it's also having faith in God to help us overcome our spiritual battle. Now, this is the meat of everything. Thank you for letting me zoom out and come back into our scripture passage. This is one of the most incredible scripture passages that I just cannot get enough of. When we read the story of, 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 of Jehoshaphat and what happened, we see in verses 1 through 3 that an army was coming to destroy Judah. An army was coming, was coming. An enemy was coming. And right away, right away, Joseph inquired the Lord. In verse 3, if we read, it says in Scripture, Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. Here's an army coming after him. Previously in Chronicles, we read about the mighty organization of the army that Judah has. So wouldn't you think that when, uh, Je uh, when Jehoshaphat had 
the word come to him that his enemies were coming? Wouldn't it just been so easy for him to say, okay, my generals, go. Go out, army, and fight them. But no, Jehoshaphat did not fight with armor or with a bat, with his bat, men of battle. Instead, it says in verse 3 that he fasted and he called the nation to fast. What happened after that? Jehoshaphat, he prayed. It says in verse 5, Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard. Verse 6, And he said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nation. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Verse 7, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people of Israel and give it, and, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Verse 8, they have lived in it and have built it in a sanctuary for your name. Verse 9, this is when Jehoshaphat realizes his weakness. And he says, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence, Lord, before this temple that bears your name. And we cry out in you in our distress. And, we will and you will hear us and save us. Joseph fought fasted in a time of need. And not only a time of need, it was a crisis. I mean, this was an extinction of the land, the people of Judah. This was serious. And he called them to fast. And after he fasted, he prayed. And he humbled himself to the Lord. And first he gave praise to God for his greatness, his great attributes. But then, as we read towards the end of his prayer, he admitted in distress that he needed God to come through. And then we read what happens. This is so exciting. We, have, we then see, and we read in verse 14, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon a prophet. And the prophet said, in verse 15, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down. And you will climb through a valley pass. And you will find all of your enemies there. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your possessions. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. When we fast, when we pray, God desires to speak to us. And he speaks to us through other people, through prophets, people who have giftings to prophesy. And when people prophesy, it's to give us direction. It's to give us hope. Think about it as the, whole, the Holy Spirit being our GPS. The Holy Spirit gives us direction. Jehoshaphat had a need. He fasted, he prayed, and then he listened to the word of the prophet. And what happened after he listened? It says they praised. They praised God. 
in chapter in verse 18. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem found down, fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Then some Levites from, uh, from the Koshahites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. They had faith. They heard the word of the Lord come through a prophet. They had faith to hear the direction, what was spoken. And they did that. And when they took the words of the prophet that God spoke to them, the direction of the GPS, they then were able to get their victory. And before they had that victory, we read here, they worshiped the Lord. They praised him. This is the cycle that I myself experience in times of praying and fasting. I first fast, I pray and fast as the mandate say for us to do from Jesus. Then I, pr I pray that the Lord will speak. And that's why I have my prayer journal and I write things down and God speaks. He gives me direction. He gives me guidance. And then after that, I praise him and I thank him. And no matter what direction he says, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to have faith and I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to worship him because out of that worship then follows a victory, a breakthrough. This is an amazing, amazing cycle and story. God delivers Jehoshaphat only by divine intervention. Seeking God will, bring, will be intensified when we fast. The Holy Spirit is always interlinked in our praying and in our fasting. And our battle cry is this. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your possessions. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord that the Lord will give you. 2 Chronicles 20, verses 15 and 17. Now, I want to conclude, and if uh, somebody can come up and just uh, play behind me. I'm going to conclude right here in a minute. I started out with this message with a heart so full of confidence of knowing that each and every person sitting here is brought here for a divine appointment of God for some reason. And when I was praying and fasting, back before Pastor Mike even knew to pick up and text me to say, will you preach on praying and fasting? Back in that 21 days of that challenge, I can open up my prayer journal and I can honestly share with you the seven things of those cycles that God brought Josephat through. And I fasted the first part of February of this year. And I can't even begin to tell you the breakthroughs that God has answered. Now, I'm going to share in closing right now, the examples of the people in my life who have been models of prayer. The first one is my grandma Esther. She is 88. She's still alive. 
And she taught me what it means to intercede. I have her up here because God spoke to me in my praying and fasting time this week that there are some of you here in this congregation who God is calling to rise up to be intercessors. Will you be that model? Because that you as a model will affect generations to come. My grandma is 88. And I guarantee you, I am asking the Lord to pick up her mantle in intercessory prayer. If you are called to intercessory prayer, I am challenging you. Obey God. Intercede. Intercede through the power of the Holy Spirit. Intercede through prayer and through fasting. Because God is asking somebody here in this room to do that. The second example is my pastor growing up, Pastor James Easton. I originally come from Arizona, and I attended the Assemblies of God Church in Tempe, Arizona. And, and Pastor Easton was my pastor. He planted the church for 31 years, and he is my example of what it means to pray in the Holy Spirit. Every Monday night, we had a prayer time in our church. And I would go to that prayer time and I would hear my pastor pray and he would groan and he would seek God. But he was an example for me. There are some men in this congregation here. God is calling you to be an example to this church congregation, to be a man of prayer. But I have great news to you for you. You already have a great example. And that's Pastor Mike Jones. He hears from God. He hears from God. Follow him. Listen. Be encouraged. The next one is E. Scott Martin. During my college years, I was a campus pastor, a campus leader at Arizona State University. I attended a university where, wow, there is a lot of demonic forces. And I was so fortunate to have a campus leader, Scott Martin, who modeled and taught me how to do spiritual warfare, how to break the demonic chains. Earlier I said, sometimes prayer alone doesn't do it. We need fasting and we need to pray in the Holy Spirit because that's what brings deliverance. Remember, we read a promise in Isaiah 58. When we fast and pray, demons will be broken off of us. I say this example because there's some people in this congregation who God has gifted, who God has gifted to pray for people to be set free, that they will lay hands on people and chains will be broken off of them the demonic influences that have, them that have them blocked down, sexual addiction, pornography, things that are so demonic that God is calling you to be able to rise up and pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and to be used by Him. This is one of my favorites. In Kenya, I had the opportunity to be a part of a church. 
And I have these ladies up here because they taught me what it was like to praise and worship and prayer. The first time I attended this church, they were worshiping God and jumping and shouting like we read in Jehoshaphat's story. They praised God in a loud voice. There are some people here that God has gifted in praise and worship. Don't let the enemy steal that from you. Be an example. Praise and worship God. And let people see that they can have the same freedom when they praise and when they worship God. My second model is Pastor Josaphat from Kenya. He was my model of faith prayer. Every time I go to Kenya and visit Pastor Josaphat, his church has. If you do not have a vision, you perish. His faith is so big. He teaches his congregation. Nothing is impossible for God. Jehoshaphat had faith. We need faith. There are some people in this congregation that need faith this morning. I'm here to tell you, God wants to instill in you and deposit upon you an extra dose of faith. Two more, and I'm done. Model of healing prayer, Rose Patterson. Oh, when I fasted, the 21 days in February, this lady's husband was number one on the praying and fasting list. See, Dell Patterson, back in November, had a stroke. And then, moving into February, we did a 21-day fasting and prayer. And now today, July 15th, Dell is home. He attends Sunday morning's church services. God is healing him day in and day out. There are some people here that you feel discouraged because you have not been healed yet. Hold on. Because when you stick power and prayer together and fasting, God will do miracles. He will heal. I praise God for Rose Patterson. Another reason why I have her up here is because there's somebody who's like Rose. Rose calls her children every morning at 5 a.m. And she leaves a voice message and prayer and speaking in tongues and praise until the voice message is gone. There's some of you who need to start doing that for your children and grandchildren or great-grandchildren. That is a model. And I conclude with your pastor, with your pastor, wife with your pastor Jamie she is an example of the prophetic gift hope she doesn't mind me saying this but I shared with you examples that have changed my life that I want to follow and share with others and experience breakthroughs you have an example as I mentioned before pastor Mike and you also have an example of somebody who moves in the prophetic and that is Jamie. So I'm going to end right now, if you, we can all stand. Dear Heavenly Father, I never, never know how you use each message. I always come in with preconceived ideas, but by your grace and by your mercy, you take those preconceived ideas 
and you minister to your people and you tell them what they need to hear and you do the work. So Father, I conclude the service this morning and I pray that each and every person here will grab hold of one nugget, one nugget that when they leave outside this door, that they will hold on to it so tightly that they will know that it is that one thing that you are speaking to them and that they will have the faith to be obedient to it and that they will do it. And secondly, in conclusion, I pray for everybody who has a prayer that hasn't been answered. I pray, Father, that you will bring them into a time of praying and fasting and that you will answer their prayer and that they will have a testimony as Rose Patterson prayed for Del Patterson, that only in a few months later, after a 21-day fast, that they will have a testimony. Father, I pray that you will build faith in this room like never before. I pray for your mighty anointing over every person. And I ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Sunday service webcast from Cornerstone Church of Parker in Parker, Colorado. We hope that His truth has enriched your life and inspires you to greater works in God's kingdom. We invite you to worship with us in our Sunday morning service or join in our other ministry events posted on cornerstonechurchofparker.org. Cornerstone Church, built on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ and connecting people to God, each other, and to our world.